If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. What's up, everybody? Since the sandbox is back and we have a treat for you guys, we're going to be talking all ball right now, man. Ton of news in the NBA, the draft coming up, and the league set to restart in December. Cannot wait for that. Well, let's jump right into it, guys. Probably the biggest trade easily so far in the offseason was Chris Paul to the Suns. I thought it was great. I think the Suns definitely won the deal. What do you guys say? Yeah, I think it was a good trade. I think, you know, it definitely is going to take a load off of Devin Booker. Obviously, offensively, you know, Chris Paul will be able to run that offense. D Book won't have to create his own shot as much. I think CP3 will get him those open looks and get him his shots. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a great trade. I mean, Phoenix, for the most part, is a, is a pretty young team. I mean, they got DeAndre Ayton and Booker is like their real big duo, but they also got guys like Aaron Baines and, and Bridges and, and other role players like that. So I think adding CP3, a guy who not only is going to make you better on the floor, but is going to give you that veteran leadership, both on and off the court. I think that's going to be perfect for, for those young guys and those guys that probably aren't used to winning at the NBA level yet. Not that Chris Paul's ever been a champion, but I tend to think he knows what it takes to win. And, and I think he's going to bring that leadership. And I think the Suns are going to be a mid-tier, mid to low-tier playoff team in the, in the West, if not better. It'll depend on if they get any more pieces and if they can stay healthy, but they'll be pretty good. This wasn't a move that I think anybody was really expecting the Suns to be aggressive about. And when we were talking about CP3, I mean, we were talking about him really kind of planning to go to a contender team. And obviously, sometimes that's outside of his control. But I kind of like the move by the Suns. The interest in Chris Paul shows that they want a veteran leader. We definitely know the offensive stud that Devin Booker is. And I feel like Chris Paul is going to help kind of bring the best out of DeAndre Ayton and get the pick and roll going there. Devin Booker will be able to move around a little more freely, so maybe he'd benefit from a little more opportunities of, of catching and shooting. But I must say, like, I don't think that they should have not done the trade or anything like that. But Kelly Oubre, I think that's going to be a big loss for them. I feel like he was a solid player and only getting better. Yeah, man, I can agree with that. I, I do like the leadership and defense that Paul brings, so I definitely think they're a low-seed playoff team at the moment. But let's switch it to the Celtics, guys. They have two options coming up before the season starts. They can either trade for a big man or they could draft one. Personally, I don't want to draft anybody this year. We don't need another 22-year-old on the team, regardless of position. I think we do have to make a move for a big man. I want Tristan Thompson, who I believe is a free agent, or Miles Turner, who we'd have to acquire through trade. Uh, but what would you guys rather, a trade, free agent, or uh, go through the draft? I think it depends. I think if we have a chance to get a guy like Miles Turner, then I think we should pull trigger on, on a trade. But then, like you said, if we have a chance to sign a guy like Tristan Thompson and it won't take us getting rid of any of our assets, then like, that could be another option. I definitely think drafting would be my least favorite just because there's not many, you know, that many big names for big men in the draft. And we don't have one of those top lottery picks. So, or at least, you know, the, the high, high picks. So we're not going to get anyone that's going to come in and, and change the team drastically right away. So I think definitely look into Miles Turner. If, if the Pacers are willing to take him for Gordon Hayward and a pick or Gordon Hayward or Gordon Hayward and another small asset, then yeah, I say pull trigger on it. But if they're asking a little bit more and you can go out and sign a Tristan Thompson or a guy like that, then, then do that too. I mean, I think 
those are the best two options they have. I don't think drafting is an option this year for the Celtics, especially at the big man position. I definitely think that it's interesting as far as, you know, the decision to improve at, at the four or the five for the Celtics. But I have to be on the side with both of you guys as far as staying away from the draft. And my reason is a little bit different from you guys. I just think, you know, the Celtics are kind of transitioning to win now mode. We know the Nets are getting good. We saw how Miami just kind of developed into a, a lot of a better team. Giannis is an MVP in the league. So I think, I think the Celtics are realizing that when we move Hayward and, and whatever pieces we do get is going to have to be to contend for a championship. And I think if we were to draft, you know, a big man with one of our first round picks, I think that's a process that would take multiple years to even get that big man to his, you know, full potential. So I definitely think signing somebody or being active in the trade market and doesn't even have to be, you know, a top tier guy, but definitely need someone around that that starting probably top 20 centers in the league. I also think it's interesting to see how the whole Harden-Westbrook thing plays out. The reason why I say that is because an interesting name that's going to be in the middle of all that, I feel like P.J. Tucker could be a guy that maybe the Celtics could pry from Houston. I feel like that would be a solid big man if they go in a completely different direction as a franchise. That's definitely one name and another name. Um, we've repetitively said it to try and get the Celtics to get. But with no Chris Paul and the Thunder, why not try and pry Steven Adams? I think the Thunder have 16 first-round picks in the next six years or something like that. So I could definitely see them wanting to get a bunch of picks in, in trade for an All-Star. Yeah, definitely. And to transition to the Rockets, who have a lot to figure out, a lot of rumors going around today. Uh, Hornets, Washington Wizards, Knicks, kind of the big market for Russell Westbrook. And then Philly and Brooklyn for Harden. So where do you guys think those two players end up? I think Westbrook does end up with the Wizards, and I do think Harden ends up in Philly. I, I don't see the Brooklyn thing going through, just because Philly has more to offer. What do you guys think on uh, the final destinations for them, if they even get moved? Yeah, I know the I know the Wizards was more of an up-and-coming thing today. I, I do definitely love that for Westbrook. I think they're already a top backcourt in the league with Wall and, and Bale healthy, but with Westbrook and Bale back there, that's going to be a, a lethal backcourt. And Bradley Bale kind of plays to Westbrook's weaknesses because he's a, he's a sharpshooter. He can still facilitate, and he's a good passer, and he's not really that ball-dominant in a sense. So I think him and Westbrook would definitely get along and be able to play together. The Wizards are one of those teams I feel like they just kind of lay low and never really make moves, but I would love to see them go after a guy like Westbrook. But, yeah, I've been preaching the Knicks. I think this is a perfect Knicks superstar. He's a guy, like you said uh, last episode, Lou, or maybe the episode with, with Mitch on, uh, he's a guy that wants to be Batman – he goes to a team where he has to be Robin. So I think if he goes to the Knicks, you know, they really don't have that all-star name. So he can go there and be Batman and maybe try to prowl another mid-tier all-star player with him and uh, try to get a little team going. But another team, and I know they're not in the talks at all, but a team that I was just brainstorming out and I would love to see Robert go to. I know it's probably unrealistic. They haven't even talked about it. But it would be the Orlando Magic Lou because I would love to see him, Vucevic, and Aaron Gordon play together. I definitely think, you know, the destinations are going to be interesting and it's going to be, be really weird to see how it all works out for Houston. I mean, they gave up so much, so much of their future to get Westbrook there last year. And I feel like this big NBA trade thing is definitely something that, that sticks around with, with basketball. But I feel like going forward, this is definitely going to be something that teams might be a little bit more hesitant on. 
And I feel like that's where we kind of are right now with Harden and Westbrook because the Rockets are going to ask for multiple first-round picks for both of those guys if they don't already ask for players. So it's just going to really be interesting to see what teams are going to are going to commit to that. But a couple of teams that, that I think that we didn't mention that those guys could possibly go to, I'm more on the younger side as far as a basketball team goes. But what about the Hawks and the Pelicans? I mean, what if Harden ended up with the Hawks and Westbrook went with the Pelicans? I mean, Westbrook and Zion possibly down in New Orleans could be, you know, a duo up and coming. And Trey Young and Harden, I really feel like that's pretty good uh, ball play from the God position. So those are two possibilities that I came up with. But I also think the Mavs are going to be a sleeper team that's going to make a big move this offseason to try and really be a top team in the West. Definitely. I could see the Westbrook one. I think, though, Harden said he, he will not go to a team that hasn't made the playoffs. So I think the Hawks might be off his radar, but I do think the Mavericks need to make a move. And, and to transition to teams that, that have to make moves this offseason, whether it's through the draft, free agency, or trades, my two top teams are the Mavericks and the Clippers. To start with the Mavericks, they're young. They need some veterans on that team, and they do need someone else besides Porzingis who can score because we know Luka can do his thing, but Porzingis is, I think his best years are behind him. He cannot stay healthy. He's not great on the defensive end consistently, and you know what I mean? He's very, very slow. So I think they need to get a guy like Gallinari-esque who can shoot and move the ball. Then I would also love to see the Clippers get another guy. Their bench isn't as good as we thought. They don't have a good defensive point guard, and, and Lou Will isn't the guy we thought he was consistently in the playoffs. So those two teams definitely need to grab players to, to make their mark and compete at the top of the division or the league. Yeah, so Lou, I also had Dallas on my list. I think they're one of those teams that's one or two little little pieces away from, from being a serious contender. And obviously, I have the Celtics. I'm not going to go into too much detail about them because I'm sure we'll go into detail about them down the road in another episode. But two teams that I have that really have to make moves, one of them is, I feel like, a team we say this about every offseason, and it's the New York Knicks. And I know there was a lot of hype around them in the offseason last year, maybe possibly thinking they were going to land Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, that top draft pick, and, not, and none of them happened. And they ended up with R.J. Barrett, which wasn't bad. But I think they kind of were a little bit rattled. So I would love to see them go out and sign a big name. I mean, they're now the second best and second most watched basketball team in New York in such a short period of time that the Nets have been there. But they definitely need to start making moves. And like I said, I feel like we see this every year. And until the until the front office leadership gets better, it's it's going to stay the same. But they definitely need to go out and make moves. And another team that I'm sure isn't on a lot of people's list, but a team that I think really does need to make a few moves this offseason is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, they just got D'Angelo Russell. They have Carl Anthony Towns. I think they need that third really crucial piece that's going to help them get there. Like they had Jimmy Butler, but obviously that didn't work out. But a guy like that, that can not only benefit you on the court, but that's going to bring that kind of leadership and grit to the Timberwolves because I do think D'Angelo Russell can be a little bit soft at times. Carl Anthony Towns is an emotional wreck. He's always saying he wants to be traded, blah, blah, blah. So I think if they can get another guy to keep those two gelled together, they could, they could be another, another young team that's going to be up and coming in the West, especially if they get that third piece. So guys, I already talked about my team that I think needs to make moves and some interesting things there. But I actually had a question for you guys as far as the West goes and, you know, the middle of the pack and, and you know, the later teams around the six, seven, eight seed. I feel like those are always very interchangeable. There's a lot of teams that could have been swapped out if we played a full season. 
But I'm going to give you guys three. I just want to know where you guys are going to rank them going into the season. So let's talk about our trailblazers here, the Jazz and the Timberwolves. I mean, I feel like those three teams all have potential to be anywhere between that five and eight tier, if not a little bit higher, if they were to add a piece. Uh, What do you guys think? I'll say first, uh, I'll go the Jazz. They're the best team overall. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's a superstar. They have a good bench. Mike Connolly just got his footing back, just got his first year with the team. So he's going to be even more acclimated. And Rudy Gobert's the the best defensive center in the league. You don't count AD as a center. So I'd go them, the Trailblazers, just because of Dame. And then uh, I would go the Timberwolves. I I think the Timberwolves are just, uh, like Kev said, they're soft and and not ready for that. Yeah, I'm with Lou. I definitely think the Jazz are the the best of the three and definitely probably the favorites to go the further out of those three in the playoffs. But I do think if the Blazers can stay healthy and if they can re-sign Whiteside, he's a free agent this year, but I think he's going to sign back with them. And if they can get Melo back, um, I think they, they have a solid start in five. And if they can sign a couple bench pieces, I mean, obviously we saw Trevor Reeser and Rodney Hood didn't travel to the bubble with them, which definitely impacted their bench. But if they can get a couple good bench pieces that can come in and, kind of keep the game afloat until Dame and McCollum and, and the starters can come back in, I think they can be sneaky good again. I mean, we forget how good they were just a couple of years ago. Yeah, they might have overachieved a little bit, but they were one of those talked about teams in the West that were going to be up and coming in the next couple of years. And here we are, and they've kind of taken a step back. So I think they could definitely be good, but if they should go out and try to get a couple more pieces. As far as the Timberwolves, yeah, I already said they're soft, and it is what it is. If they can get a third piece that's going to toughen them up, I think they can be right there with those two teams, you know, the Blazers and the Jazz. All right, guys, that's going to wrap things up for our all-ball episode. Definitely fun talking basketball, and as the season approaches, we're definitely going to make some more of that in. Got a lot to cover. A lot of trades are going to be happening. A lot of people are going to be signed. Um, we'll keep you guys updated with that. Make sure to tune into all things since the sandbox throughout the rest of the week, and we'll see you guys. Leave us that five-star review. Peace.